0: Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell, who's ready to go today, right?
1: Yep. Second day of retail.
0: Second day of retail. We had our first customers yesterday, and it was a slam day. The <laughs> line was down the new <laughs> sidewalk, wrapped around the building. What was it like? Six people.
1: <laughs> yeah, half of them are family. I'd say over half are family.
0: No, we we did a very very soft opening yesterday. Yeah, I'm okay
1: with that. Well, we've never had a, a point of sale system. And a
0: turns out I have a code and I can check people out. <laughs> I learned that yesterday, right before it was time to start checking people out.
1: Well, we wanted to make sure we had everything, all the um if we had any snags or problems that they were uh addressed so quickly what, and we only had six customers to deal with. So. What
0: snags did we? We sold outlaw pit yesterday.
1: Yeah, we sold an outlaw, we sold a um, cast iron oyster cooker.
0: That's I wanna buy one of those. I get an employee discount on that. Yeah. You do. I think I'm using all my discount for the jerky.
1: <laughs> we do we have the jerky. Brought, we
0: should have brought some of that jerky in here to show. Cause uh, it's good stuff.
1: Yeah, Malcolm's killer jerky.
0: Malcolm's killer jerky. There's turkey. There's bacon and there's <laughs> brisket.
1: I don't. I'm not a fan of the turkey, but the really? bacon and the brisket jerky.
0: What's your favorite? Killer.
1: One? Um, I don't know that get along little hoggy's pretty good.
0: <laughs> it's just it's pretty much candied bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a pouch.
1: How do you think they make um, bacon jerky? Do Dehydrate
0: they... it. Yeah, yeah it's but bacon cooked down low and slow until it's
1: done. So they take raw bacon and cook it low and slow. Yeah, because it tastes just like regular bacon. Like, it does. It's it, it. I mean, it. It doesn't taste like jerky bacon necessarily. It's,
0: if you think about bacon after it's been sitting out, or not out or say. In a plate or in a plastic bag, after you cook it in breakfast and you eat it back for dinner that night, that's the texture it has, yeah,
1: exactly, but it's
0: fully you know it's fully cooked they you know they but then it's flavored up, so it's so good about it, yeah
1: um and we had to put in
0: our new sidewalk, we did, we got our sidewalk done, it's sodded, I was worried about uh how that was gonna turn out 'cause there's like there's a lot of electrical and uh. All kinds of utilities out there in the way where we had to put this sidewalk. These guys come in, and in one week, like we were thinking this, we were asking for, like, can we at least have six weeks or two months? You know, we needed some time to do this sidewalk.
1: Well, first of all, they put that
0: sidewalk in in like two days before it rained.
1: What, why do we have to put in the sidewalk? (laughs) Uh,
0: Apparently, there was an ordinance that there's all kinds of ordinances in this town (laughs) that me being a barbecue guy had no clue that there was ordinance of. Yeah. And so one of them mandated that a new business, if going into a building that's been sitting there for a while without anybody in it, had to put in a sidewalk. So there's a lot of businesses without sidewalks, but we got a brand new one.
1: But our sidewalk goes from nowhere to nowhere to nowhere. (laughs) That was that was our argument. Do we have to put this in?
0: I think we put it in just for sidewalk sales. So we're going to line it with grills.
1: (laughs) We've got a lot of ideas. We're going to do a point k Yeah, let me go out there and see how far
0: distance that is. Have you walked it yet? Uh -uh. I haven't walked on it either.
1: We're going to call it the Pigtail Trail. Yeah, the Pigtail Trail. (laughs) It's going to be a
0: children's uh, sidewalk art contest.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) We can draw the best pigs.
1: We're going to try to get our money out of this sidewalk from nowhere (laughs) to nowhere.
0: I still hadn't seen a bill for that sidewalk. So I haven't either. I don't know cost us.
1: It might take a long
0: while to get your, it might be to somewhere by the time we. <laughs> by the time we make those payments. Yeah, yeah, we recoup that money. But no, but the retail is open and it's. it looks great. You, I mean, of course, I didn't decorate nothing. I know nothing about that, but you got it looking fantastic out there.
1: It's not complete. You know, there's still some things I want to do, but it looks good. I'm happy with the way it's turning out. Jamie made an awesome bar checkout area for us. We got this cool sign.
0: We had the tops. Yeah, there's some, we got wood tops for our bars. There's like two countertops in there. And there was an old building. It was called, I think it was Buddy's Antiques. Yeah. It's been something. I don't know how long that building in Ben it's demolished now. I
1: think they said, I mean, it was built like in the 1800s.
0: It was that old? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, in the late 1800s. So they.
1: Now don't. Um, yeah. I think
0: I heard Mark say that. Well, a local uh, woodworking guy, I guess, salvaged some of the lumber from it, and so we were looking for someone to make us some countertops. First, we were thinking stone or something like that, I or metal. Stone.
1: Yeah.
0: And then somebody thought—I guess Mark or Jamie mm-hmm. thought of contacting that guy, and he come in and he said, "Man, I've got some perfect wood. It's old reclaimed wood out of buddies. You know, so it's part of Fernando. Yeah. So we're keeping a part of that going, and he put he made this." I think they're both 12 foot, like one of them's like, I don't know, 24, 30 inches wide. And the other one's like a small counter on the back wall. Uh, you can see it in one of the pictures you posted mm-hmm. on uh, Facebook of the new shop. But it's this, I don't know, inch and a half wood top that just looks fantastic. It makes me, I'm going to shoot videos behind it. It's yeah. like, it's, I mean, it's gorgeous.
1: It's got a lot of character in it.
0: Yeah. And it's part of Hernando's. So yeah. Keeping that, keeping a that going. I'm taking that top with me when we move out of this place. <laughs> We'll we had to build a bar for it,
1: As much work as I've just done here. We're not <laughs> we're not moving, moving time. Huh? Not this. <laughs> we not have any to move in. I
0: huh? <laughs> had to set a bedroom up or something yeah. for
1: the,
0: just for the night, man. <laughs> but no, it's open, and uh I guess we're going to be opening one more hour today this morning.
1: Um, yeah, uh we're going to open again today at I guess so are Yeah, nine. We're kind of
0: just to get our feet wet. Thursdays and Fridays, like 10 to 6. Mm-hmm. Saturdays, we're going to do 9 to 5. Yeah. Sundays are going to be open 11 to 2-ish. No, I think
1: it's 1 to 4.
0: 1 to 4-ish, something yeah. like that.
1: But these are just our holiday hours.
0: Yeah. We and then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we're just saying by appointment, but if yeah. you need something.
1: Well, the big thing is we don't have any, like, a dedicated retail person like this. Yeah, there's It's us. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> <laughs> So well, we're going to see how it taking goes. Shifts. You know, Mark Williams and I've got a door dinger. And when and somebody comes
0: in, me. it goes off and we run up there.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> another reason we're not making a big deal out of it. Um, but we do have a Facebook page set up and a, um Instagram page set up for how to barbecue at right, Malcolm's shop mm-hmm. where we'll be posting, you know, sales or what, what we, we had, got uh, in or
0: cool new stuff. Yeah. And it's going to change too because
1: when Malcolm's in
0: is that, okay. behind the bar, when I'm behind the bar. I got a code so I can check you out if you come in there.
1: <laughs> Very excited about this code. <laughs> Very
0: excited about my code. Um, Point of sale system. That's what, it says, what it's called.
1: So, Thanksgiving's coming up.
0: It is. And, it's
1: like, right around the corner.
0: I'm going to tell y'all right now if you're planning on cooking turkeys and hams for Thanksgiving, you better act fast because I'm feeling like. They're going to be in short supply. There's I started looking last week and I talked to, I went to Super Low. They didn't have any. I found one turkey in the whole Super Low and it was over in the frozen counter with all the weird stuff. And it was a brand I'd never heard of and only waited like.
1: Are you I don't sure know. that was a turkey? <laughs> oh, yeah, it said young turkey.
0: <laughs> but no, it was like one of these organic, you know, oh, one of the ones right. I wouldn't buy, but that's all they had. So I, and they had one turkey breast. So I bought a bone-in breast, and I bought that turkey that weighed like I don't know eight or nine pounds, and then I went and found the butcher guy that I know there, and I was like, "Hey man, you know what's up with the turkeys and hams? They all they have they had some regular hams, but they weren't spiral cut. They were just you whole? Know, no, no, they were just shank or or uh, butt portion. Yeah, but, but not cut. Yeah, you know? no cuts. And those are okay, but I like I'd like spiral. Yeah, myself. you get Is more
1: flavor up in yeah. there.
0: And he said, Man, you know, we've, we've got them on order and we're hoping they come next week. You just have to check back. We don't know what's coming or when it's coming. And so I went to Kroger. They didn't have any. I went to Walmart. Now they had some turkeys. So I went ahead and got me four. I put four turkeys in the freezer. I'm going to do a couple videos with what some.
1: Freezer, did you put those? Down? I've got them crammed everywhere. I got <laughs> two
0: thawing because I'm going to try to do some videos next week. Yeah. And then I've got two in the freezer and I got my turkey breast and my. Turkey Jr., whatever you want to call him in there. <laughs> <laughs> he's And so I've got my turkeys for Thanksgiving. I'm not doing a bunch, but I've got some, and I'm hoping – got to get an order in with Kevin see if he's got any more of those big turkey breasts. Those
1: are really good.
0: That was what I planned on cooking for family, but I know I always like to have some and cook them and give them away yeah. and things like that. I think, it might not happen this year. You know, I've been seeing a lot of uh, like re- people or restaurants um, – you know, catering-type folks mm-hmm. that are taking orders. And I don't know, man, if they hadn't secured their turkeys and hams, I'd be real skeptical to do that. Because a lot of times we used to do it. We would oh, just yeah. say, oh, we know we're going to get them. Yeah. You don't know what the price is going to be, and you don't know if there's going to be a supply. So that's something to think about.
1: Yeah, that is. I have some
0: of my restaurant friends that I've talked to, they said, you know, they're counting on ham, but they don't know if they're going to get them or not. Yeah.
1: Um. I imagine, especially this year, restaurants are counting on that. I income, think it's a the, yeah, yeah I think that it's turkey They're
0: kind of trying to keep us from getting together for Thanksgiving Oh
1: my gosh <laughs> We're not going to get into that <laughs> Malcolm has a, theory, a conspiracy theory for everything these days <laughs> um, oh. The Illuminati It's coming to get us <laughs> Have taken the away dark our state. hams. The dark state's got my,
0: when it comes down to my turkeys and hams. I mean the, deep state. <laughs> the deep, deep state. The deep but state. Deep but I say the dark state, <laughs> yeah. the deep state. That's
1: more Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's more. <laughs> so hey, my, we might be living in that. Might be living in that time. Yeah, I feel like it. i rebel. <laughs> I don't funny. know. There. I want to be on the rebellion, whichever so, yeah. side that is. <laughs> whichever side that is, you don't know which way it could go. Um. So, but yeah, so I say
0: I found I found uh, Walmart you? like Sam's. I usually get them at Aldi. They didn't have any. Yeah. I like that Aldi. I think it's the Appleton Farms.
1: It is one of the more consistent hand yeah. brands that yeah. I
0: found, and I've always got them there. But and I started going to Super Low, uh, Kroger. Finally found some at Walmart. Um, they had a few. It was they had a brown sugar one. So I'm not crazy about their brown sugar one. It's the purple pack. It's a little too. Fake Salty. sweet. It's yeah. too, it's yeah, it's, it's weird. Too much.
1: It's like they pump too much in it.
0: So they had another one. They had a maple one, which I steer clear of maple. I'm not a big fan yeah. of maple ham, but they had another one. It's like applewood smoked with honey. And so I'm, that's the one I bought.
1: Um, I just happened to see the that honey smoked turkey breast that you did, yeah, last year where it was just the breast, mm-hmm. but it was like you put a turbinado sugar crunchiness on the outside, yeah,
0: yeah just like just like doing the honey baked ham, yeah, kinda. yeah.
1: That yeah, was a killer recipe. That, that would a, be perfect for a small family, you know, for yeah, Thanksgiving. Because you
0: can just do the breast, like yeah. the boneless breast.
1: No waste, so all breast.
0: Th- I'm going to try to come up with some alternatives and I, for some videos here this month. Idea. I mean, we've got to double down. We've been kind of busy with this retail the past two weeks, so I hadn't got to cook cooking thing. Yeah. But coming up, we're going to shoot several videos for the holidays. And um, I know, are we talking about that? What are we yeah, going to do coming up? Let's talk about
1: up? that. What you got? Yeah.
0: Well, I know I'm going to do a turkey because I've got a new turkey brine out. And it may be a bad time to put a turkey brine out if there's no turkeys. <laughs> but it's not I just said. for turkeys. You can use it for chickens. I almost bought a hen. They had this monster. They had, so What's
1: it, a hen? Would it just be a chicken? I
0: guess it's an old lady chicken. <laughs> right? <laughs> she's done like it's like that old bull, baby. It's like that old bull. That chicken's done laid all the eggs she's gonna lay. So they decided they're gonna take her to the
1: processor. But they give her a fancy name like hen. Yeah, like
0: hen. Yeah, that's mother hen. <laughs> and you she had her mother hen. Yeah. So, so they had this hen in this package, and I, I found, I dug in this thing. Man, there was buckets of you know, chitlins. There was turkey necks, wings. <laughs> you know how know. Super has got it all. Yeah. You they know, got, they, they got it all. And so I found I was off in that cooler, you know, double elbow deep, <laughs> and found that one Our turkey legs. that was like froze at the bottom. <laughs> when I got it out, and then on the shelf there was this hen, and I looked at my turkey and it was like, you know, nine pounds, and this hen was like eight point eight pounds. Yeah. I was like, dang, you know, I said, well, I've never done a hen, maybe, I mean, but I didn't buy it. I probably should have.
1: I kind of want to try and see what it's like. I, I remember you think it's all dark meat. <laughs> probably, <laughs> I don't, it's probably old
0: tough. But I remember my grandmother always wanting to get a hen and boil it. That's what yeah. she made her chicken and dumplings. I mean chicken and dressing with. She would she'd had to have a hen and she had yeah. to put it in this big pot and take three quarters of the day mm-hmm. <laughs> boiling it on a big Heck pot. Yeah, that's
1: how you make good food. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. It is. She she and she would she wouldn't call it boiling, she would call it stewing a hen. She stewed a and, and and hen. So she'd use that broth and strain it and Make her cornbread and all that good stuff that goes with it and pick that hen, but it would have neck and back and oh, yeah. all of it. She didn't waste none of it. I mean, the livers got used for the giblet gravy and stuff, and so I wasn't a huge fan of that. <laughs> Just the mental <laughs> yeah. image of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, grandma's chicken dumplings. You know, they're going to, you might oh. find a foot in there. My great
1: grandma, you can The wing find tips a is good. always in there.
0: You didn't know what you were going to get, but all of it was going to be in there. Yeah. But that was the only only time I remember somebody cooking a hen. I mean, I always. What are the chickens that we buy, or that you buy? Are they just called roaster chickens, or I guess oh, it has something to do? With, I need I a chicken I'm expert weigh really... in on that. Yeah, it's fryer chickens. That's what they're called, fryer chickens, because they're always about four or five pounds.
1: Yeah,
0: but a hen is like a double fryer chicken. It's the it's you know, old
1: yeah,
0: big beautiful chicken. It's the
1: BBC. <laughs> hey, when you can't find a turkey yet. You might
0: smoke a hen. Smoke a hen. So I, I probably didn't do that. Smoked
1: hen. I wonder if oh, if I type in smoked hen on YouTube, what comes up? I, I don't know. Might get into some dangerous territory. <laughs> I doubt it on YouTube, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: But so I didn't get the hen. I got I got my turkey.
1: So what do you, what else are you thinking? Are you doing any hens I'm, this year?
0: Uh, I may if I can go back and get one. Now that we talked yeah. about it, but I bought. I, I want to do.
1: We're definitely doing so turkeys. So
0: a pork. A pork loin is really, really good for a uh, holiday. Yes. So you can do, I mean, you can buy a bone-in one. You can turn it into a crown roast. You can do the boneless one. Um, it's really, really great with sauces or gravies or whatever you're serving. You know, you can herb it up. Uh, they really brine well. So my, my that's what I was going to do. I was going to use my brine and pork to show how kind of it's not just for a turkey. You yeah. can use it for any poultry. You could use it for pork. Um, just about anything you could—did you want to brine? It's it's good in it. So that's I'm probably going to do some version of a pork loin. I'm thinking with your uh, cranberry sauce that you always serve it with because that was something that we that always had.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking about because um, you cook a when we do big Christmas uh, Christmas parties or big holiday parties. You'll do a, a beef tenderloin and a pork tenderloin. We serve the beef tenderloin with a creamy horseradish sauce and the pork with the cranberries yeah stuff and it's really good and little rolls and it makes for a really really fancy
0: Yeah. dining experience, a dining experience. <laughs> so that was one that I, I want to do so that's three of those I've got some so the folks over at Gamekeeper sent me some wild game to do and since hunting season's coming up we'll talk about me going hunting here a little bit <laughs> but hunting season's coming up it's a good time to put out some wild game so I've got some elk, bony elk steaks I've got some wild boar that's really? uh, yeah, but it, I mean, what, what, what cut it's loin, too? Okay, but I've got some wild boar bacon, so I'm thinking I'm going to make some kind of a smoked wild boar loin with, and I'm going to turn that bacon, I uh, use that bacon to render it down and turn it into a sauce, like a, um, some type of a cream sauce that I'm going to put over it. I think that's going to be really, really good. Yeah. Um, oh, what else did I have on the lineup? Uh, I want I want to do that Chuck Eye uh, roast for Christmas. It's like a holiday. It's, it's it's think of roast beef, except I'm going to do it on the smoker.
1: Okay. So it's
0: okay. going to be like a smoked oh, Chuck duck. Eye roast that I'm going to. Do
1: you serve it almost like a prime rib or yeah, something? Yeah, just or like a
0: prime rib. Serve it with some au jus. we will probably make an au jus. Yeah, a
1: creamy. And horseradish then make it. Then you know, it's going. <laughs> I'm going to
0: have the creamy horseradish sauce with yeah. it. Yeah. I may do it. I'm thinking like a horseradish crusted. Kind of work that into some of the herbs and and the horseradish, fresh horseradish. Yeah. Or if I, I don't know if I can find some. I'm gonna have to use the jarred stuff, strained down. Yeah. But if I can get hold of some fresh horseradish, that some would, people don't good. like
1: horseradish.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it's good to me. I like yeah. it. So people might not, You could omit that if you want to.
1: I like, I like it when it's used uh, sparingly. Yeah, <laughs> I like a hint of it.
0: And I've got, and I've, I've been wanting to do. A beef wellington or a take on oh, a beef wellington yes. some kind of way so i may work that in for christmas time so i've got probably about 10 videos uh i want to do your uh what well, the the dish you were going to do some apps too yeah you? well this i want i've got some jerky meat that i need to use so i need to do some some different jerky yeah and then i, I was going to do some Traeger jerky and then i've got to do uh some that's uh, a good uh, idea my, my hunter's Hunter's trash, hunter, you know, it's like a kicked up smoke checks mix. Yeah. I've never done that a recipe for it. We make it all the time. Every, you know, it's always hunting season, holidays. Yeah. It's stuff to take to the deer stand for with you.
1: I wrap it up and give it as gifts.
0: It's really good. Yeah. And then um, I also want to do, I think we talked about this last year, but on Christmas morning, you always got a couple of dishes you do. And one of them is like, it's, it's almost like sticky buns,
1: I yeah, guess you would it's say. Super easy. But it's
0: like cast iron skillet and you put all this brown sugar and butter and pecans in it and then you just open up cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. Like the Pillsbury's good you know, the big boy ones though, not the little ones. And yeah, put you them gotta in get there. The put them on the cook. They're for easy the to good, do. It, <laughs> yeah. good ones. But it's really something great if you're out at a contest or if you're cooking somewhere, or even if you're at home, fire up the grill and Make that for breakfast on it. It's very really good yeah. So that's going to be one that I'm going to do. So it, we've
1: got. A, it takes like just a regular old can of cinnamon rolls and makes it special. Yeah, you know, without causing you a lot of extra work. That's right. <laughs> that's but it's really like good. It. It's really good. Yeah. Um, so
0: that's the 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 ideas I have coming up. I haven't uh, worked out all the recipes. I got to do some testing and all that stuff on them. But that's going to be that's kind of what's on my task.
1: So from here on out, it's holiday hard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> holiday hard. We've got two months, twenty twenty. We are about through with this messed up of a year. Yeah,
1: it's. I'm ready to get it behind <laughs> yeah. us.
0: Get into twenty one. Twenty one. It's gonna be a good year. You feel it. I feel it.
1: Um. So I have some questions left over from last week, because we did a bunch of Q and A last week. Yeah. So I'm going to pick it back up cuz I've got just
0: You said you had 300.
1: <laughs> I don't know how many. How many years. shows? How many, how many I said it was 11 pages when well, I We keep it this off.
0: podcast series running. Did we get through <laughs> all of them to get turned into this the Q&A podcast?
1: Well, next week I thought we'd have Mark Williams back on and talk about um some more product reviews y'all are doing.
0: We've got some ideas on some of that yep, stuff. He's yep, trying to convince yep. me on the sous vide stuff, so we're gonna see how that goes. So are
1: y'all gonna do a, a video on like can Malcolm tell it sous vide?
0: So that was the idea. Yeah,
1: I think that's a good idea. I though. do too. I like it. I, I want to see I can tell.
0: I don't think there's any way you could fool me. Like,
1: so is the thing he's gonna just sous vide or he's gonna sous vide no, and grill it? Yeah, and
0: then, and I'm not gonna watch. Okay, and then he's gonna put it in. He's going have it, and I'm gonna test it on camera and see if I can tell the difference. Yeah. Or is one better than the other. Yeah. So it's kind of two things.
1: No, that's a good test.
0: I guarantee you. I think I pick it out at restaurants when I go. Like, I've told waiters before, y'all feed this, didn't you? Yeah. You know, it's like you can tell, but Mark's convinced that boiling meat can- the way to go. <laughs> Low bowl. It's not even really boiling because you're just bathing
1: meat.
0: <laughs> yeah. Warm bath. I mean, that's what it is, right? It's a warm bath.
1: You're bringing it up slowly in water.
0: Yeah, bringing it up slowly. It's like we bring it up in smoke. Water's your medium. That's right.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Water's your medium. <laughs> okay. Question- so what's the
0: question we're going to start with today?
1: Okay. Um, Carlos asks, I have decent pulled pork, but how can you take it to the next level?
0: Um, I don't know AP what- and vinegar sauce <laughs> And it will take your pork I guarantee it So I mean Pulled pork's easy You can put just about Any rub on it You cook it to, It gets really good color on it Does Wrap- the rub
1: you put on First matter a whole bunch? Mm, yes and no
0: If you Yeah if You want to use Some killer hogs
1: <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no, I mean You know Really to me If I'm serving it It's on the back end Yeah I mean, yeah, it looks beautiful, and you get some taste on the bar, but you're not getting much way down in it. So, and if I'm serving it, I don't have. I always doctor it on the back end. We call it doctoring, and you're the master at it. I mean, you you get you some AP and some vinegar sauce, and you'll turn plain old pulled pork into something you can't quit eating.
1: You know what? That's the exact answer to this question: is how do you take it to the next level? Pull it, doctor it, then serve. it. Then serve it. it. Yeah, and that's true.
0: It's really true. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're cooking it to. Two hundred ish, you know, right at to where it's going, the bones going to jump out, and it's going to fall apart easy. You pick out all the fat and any, any, any fat or any like gristle that did not render. And there's not going to be much if you took it to two hundred, yeah. but there's usually a you small got a little cartilage.
1: You got a bone, you yeah. got, you know,
0: a couple. Pockets. You just separate it, and I don't like to pull it fine. I just like to kind of pull it in big chunks, mm-hmm. you know, finger size pieces, depending on size of your fingers. <laughs> but then when you get it worked, we sprinkle it with an AP type seasoning. Now, you don't yeah. have to use well, Killer Hogs AP. Yeah, Lately, really we've good. been
1: using hot because it's got the barbecue and the salt yeah, yeah. element and a little heat.
0: But then I also drizzle in, I do like drizzling in a vinegar sauce or a, mm-hmm. a thinner, uh, more vinegar-based sauce than just a traditional barbecue. Because a traditional barbecue sauce in it will get it kind of... Um, I don't know, over processed or too soupy kinda. You well, know
1: what I mean? It also depends on how much you put in there.
0: Yeah, you can't yeah, you can't put a cup.
1: No, we're yeah. talking like two tablespoons. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or three. You know? Two or three. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would say. Start with.
1: And you could do one tablespoon of, or one squirt of regular one squirt of vinegar.
0: Yeah. But it still it'll turn it, like you'll notice the vinegar just kinda to me disappears in it. Yeah. And it, it soaks of colors it up. It a little. Yeah, a little bit of color in it, but it soaks it up and it puts some moisture in it. If you go to putting barbecue sauce on it, it starts looking something overly done to yeah. me. But that'll that'll kick your pork up. Now you I have toyed around with saving some of the, the au jus that cooks out of the pork butt, yeah. but it gets fatty and greasy when it gets cold. So
1: To me, pork au is not the same as beef au jus. Yeah. of that fatty to, greasy flavor. Yeah. It's almost hurt yeah the meat flavor, then enhanced it sometimes to me. I guess it depends on, I don't know, how I got smoked or the smoker. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. Um, and keep it warm. So the way i found, the way to keep the most moisture in it is not just throw it in a pan and put foil over it. It dries out. That the, there's too much air in there. It, if you'll get it in a Ziploc bag or some type of bag where you can close it and squeeze all the air out and serve it from that, dump out what you need and leave the, you know, the remainder in the bag, mm-hmm. it stays fresher so much longer. Yeah. and just putting it in a, a dry cooler you know if you get enough meat in a dry you know a dry cooler it's going to keep it warm
1: yep if you're serving it pull it put it in a bag put it in a cooler let it stay good and warm in That's there right. until you're serving it now it won't stay as warm as like a whole butt yeah. for as long you know but
0: and even at home we've we've served it to keep it warm just in a crock bottle warm I oh mean, yeah, it's gonna,
1: last time I served a uh, pulled pork, it was something that we had left over from the Palmer home. Yeah,
0: yeah. You just put it in the crock pot and yeah, warmed it up. Just
1: put the whole Ziploc, or it wasn't a Ziploc bag. Like it was a vacuum seal bag. Put the whole thing in the crock pot, shut the lid, and put it, it, it on low for a couple hours.
0: And then you just cut a slit in the bag, and you eat right from the bag, and it keeps your crock pot clean. <laughs> I mean, you have to dump it out. I did
1: dump it out Did that you dump time, it out? Yeah. Yeah, you can. I dumped they even it make out those liner
0: bags you can put in them. Yeah. But that's for, like, eating at home. You're not going to serve a catering yeah. gig like that. I mean you're gonna use chafing pans and all that. But even when we do that, I try to keep it as much, you know, in holding and then only serve it but what's what's gonna get ate real quick. The longer it sits there exposed to air, people open the lid or whatever, the, the drier it, it's, it's
1: gonna dryer, get. Yeah.
0: And a lot of times the bigger pieces you can keep it in too for serving. Yeah. You know, it's better. So you could always I don't pull Pull like chop a little bit off a of butt or whatever you need. Pull it off, work it right there on the board. Doctor, season it with a little bit of AP or rub, and then hit it with the lime sauce. Toss it around, then serve it. Yeah, that would be the ultimate way where it's fresh and it's just like it come off the
1: pit. And that is the best way to eat it.
0: Yeah, it it really is.
1: Um, and I don't mind. Sir, I know that's kind of like sacrilege to serve it in a crock pot, but I don't mind serving it in a crock pot because it does seem to keep because it's the lid and it's kind of almost airtight in there. Yeah. It kinda helps keep it moist if well, you turn the heat down.
0: As long as you don't dump a bottle of sauce on it and yeah. turn it up on high and it turns into, I don't know, barbecue soup or something.
1: That's how I grew up eating.
0: That's how it, yeah. <laughs> let's put it in there and put two bottles of
1: yeah. uh, cattleman's
0: cattleman's barbecue sauce or, <laughs> or something. Or bullseye. Like eye that. Eye. Yeah, bullseye.
1: <laughs> Whichever one that was the one that was on sale <laughs>
0: always. Ninety seven cents a bottle of bullseye barbecue sauce <laughs> so, smoky bulls they had the smoky wood
1: and now that I tasted it, it's so like oh
0: look it's so it's, fake artificial yeah. yeah
1: um okay Daniel Scott wants to know I'm sure you've answered this before but how'd you get started in barbecue um well how'd you get started interested in the art of barbecue
0: going to a local barbecue contest called Springfest in South Haven and hanging out with my buddies Dad, their dad had a team, and that's how we kind of got our start in it. Yeah, it was it was interesting enough to where Waylon and I decided that we wanted to put. I think we had we bought put seventy five dollars each and bought a grill from. It was called Cecil's Grocery Store at the time. But the, you know they have grocery stores in the summer. But well, we're talking like there. y'all were
1: seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first first grill ever. Remember buying? Yeah, was a uh, offset, cheap thin metal sold at the uh grocery store. And it didn't I mean, it was it was hard to cook coal. Like it would take <laughs> us ten hours to cook ribs and we didn't know what take we were doing.
1: Yeah.
0: Feeding it, you know, charcoal and sticks the whole time. Just didn't know to raise the rack to get airflow. Had old thick smoke, you know, rolling out. Had us a five gallon bucket <laughs> of water soaking, you know, probably some straight hickory logs we've got from somewhere. Feeding it coal. And that's how we learned to cook. I mean, I remember Right in front of my mom and dad's house in Greenbrook in South Haven, we would set that grill, like, on the walkway, like, right off the walkway so we could walk out the front door and have our grill there. And we'd start smoking on a Saturday, and it might be done by 9 o'clock that night after we started that morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, I think we graduated to some bathtubs. Like There was two old bathtubs a buddy had, and they were kind of welded together or hinged together yeah. where they'd fit. And the drain was on one end on the bottom one and on the opposite end on the top. So, it would kind of make an air flow through it, and we cooked on those for a long time.
1: I never saw those. Do you ever of those before? Uh,
0: if they do, they're probably evidence. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> those were the good old days <laughs> where it didn't matter what was coming off the bathtubs, but we were sure going to win the party or the fight. So, yeah.
1: Um,
0: I wonder if he still has those, I don't know. probably do not there used to be but, another team that cooked on them, and they were—you were coming around right when they were starting to get banned from everything. It was um, pimped out porkers, and those guys cooked on four bathtubs. Like we had the same style cookers they did. They were yeah. like bathtubs, and they had little wheels where you could pick them up, kind of move them around like a two wheeler. And uh, yeah, those guys parties <laughs> and fought too. I think they got banned from barbecue. They
1: did. From I Park know for right Fed and there. probably Hernando. Um. See, back in the day, one thing good old days, <laughs> I'd like to say barbecue was not near as big as it is now. But if you were in this area, um, you were cooking right beside like the guy that won Memphis in May last year, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like some of the big names from barbecue were cooking in this area, you know,
0: so the biggest, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's more world champions right around here than anywhere, so you really didn't have a chance if you're gonna get into it, you had to get good at it, yeah, or you're gonna be, you know. But you had a lot of good
1: inspiration, too. Yeah, definitely. You had these guys that were very reachable, and they would answer questions for you a lot of times, Mm -hmm. like John Whaler, Mark Lambert, you know. Berm. Yeah, Chris Birmingham, um, all the Red Hot Smoker guys, Mark West.
0: uh, I mean, that's how a lot of us got our, you know, cut our teeth coming up.
1: Mm -hmm. There's a lot of offshoots of those teams
0: that have all, you know, been champions. Yeah,
1: very successful today, yeah.
0: And even but then, the KCBS got big and we kind of got into that just because it was a different challenge. And I liked it. And, you know, we didn't have to do the whole sit down with judges and, you know, you had to cook as much meat so two people could handle it. And we didn't, our team had fizzled out. I mean, not fizzled out, but the numbers had dropped off because well, we weren't, the, we'd grown up. You yeah. know, we weren't just about partying anymore. It was. We were all
1: starting to settle yeah. down and have families and. Yeah. We're growing up. Yeah, mortgages. <laughs> mortgages.
0: Yeah. Got a good mortgage.
1: Sweet tea and yeah. Sweet tea take the place of pills and 90 proof. Yep. Um so Calvin wants to know how you keep everything so clean out when you're doing that. Um they always look spotless and extremely clean. Um, what technique do you use? And specifically he wants to know how you keep a pellet grill and a gas grill because grease Residue is tough. Is what he said.
0: If you got time to lean, you got time to clean. <laughs>
1: That's your that was
0: instilled <laughs> on me from back in the Sonic days. Always had a rag, and even I mean, they really drilled it to you in Cracker Barrel, too. Though, man, if they caught you just standing around the Cracker Barrel, you got they'd take you back and give you ten lashes. Was, you, don't, you don't know where that department is there. No. <laughs> no, I mean that was just that comes from working in kitchens, I guess. But it's not always clean either. But uh, we always try. I mean. You want your stuff to look good and have, have you know, on top sanitary. Of it. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I always have a rag. The best thing that I found for uh, for cleaning grills is these citrus cleaners. They have some kind of citrus oil in them. They're non toxic. Um, I've day. actually, yeah, we're actually working with a local company trying to develop one. That's there's a lot of great ones out there, but you can't always find them. I mean, even like yeah. uh, you can order. Uh, you gr- grill Great makes them. a good one. Traeger makes a good one. Um, simple greens usually one is pretty readily available it's food grade uh, but those those things on grill they will cut through the grime cut through the grease you don't have to do a lot of soaking with them so i use them as spot cleaners i'll spray a little bit wipe it down now i don't i don't spray those inside my grill a lot only when it gets like so much build up that it's time to degrease the cooker and then i just squirt it down get it hot let it kind of cook down think of it like kind of like the cleaning cycle on your oven It'll kinda of cook everything off and then you can come back and wipe it down and and it's clean. But um, you know, you gotta hit your racks, you gotta keep the surfaces clean.
1: How do you keep racks clean? Uh,
0: most of the time I use cooking spray. Get a good, you know, if Wouldn't I keep things like Pam, if I keep things coated, stuff's not gonna stick as bad. Yeah. So I'll spray my racks for one or oil my racks. And then as they cook, when I get through cooking, I'll use a a grape scraper. Um sometimes it's and
1: get it I'll, while it's hot. Yeah, I
0: like while it's hot. I like to use the paddle, hit it off. Um, I I have several of the grill grate tools, and I use them not just on my grill grates. I use them on all my grates too. They they have one that's like a little
1: it's like razor notched.
0: looking scraper. They have the notched little wire one that doesn't have bristles on it. Um, I have you know in a pinch, just ball up some aluminum foil, and, mm-hmm. and that'll knock stuff off. But and then I'll come back with a clean rag, kind of wipe it down. You know, you got to wear a little hand protection because it gets hot. But if you do it all while the stuff's hot, it's easier to clean. Now, if I had to soak something, I I do have I use tubs like you know, totes. I've got some t- totes that will hold a. Uh, you got to get a bigger one, and I like the, yeah. the, the kind of wide, long Y'all
1: ones. You used to use a pan that um.
0: Oh, it was a water heater pan. Yeah. that we plugged up. You could buy those at the hardware store, Home Depot, Lowe's, and they they always have a pl- uh, like a hole for a plug. We just plugged it up. Get you some of that. Uh, what's that stuff that? steel tape. <laughs> Do puts on the boat with the yeah. screen. Yeah. Get you some flex tiles steel, <laughs> steel tape and then put over that hole or some Gorilla tape or something. Anything you can plug it up with. And uh it's it's like I don't know if it's four by four, I don't know remember what yeah, size it's it was. A
1: fairly large metal but, and it's not expensive. Yeah, yeah. And our,
0: but our old hickory racks were thirty inch by thirty inch. So that's a big square rack. Yeah. And those things would hold like six of those. And you could, you know, squirt them down simple green. Or the purple stuff from Sam's—they have a degreaser that's good. That stuff's stout though. Yeah. Do not drink it. It is
1: not food grade. Yeah, it's probably not food grade.
0: <laughs> but I'll squirt them in there. You know, fill it with water, soak them. After they soak for about an hour, hour and a half, you can take them out and usually rinse it off, and just wipe them down with a rag. And that's the easy way to clean them. But there's a lot of there's a lot of good products out there that are that you could use. I mean, yeah. Um, everybody everybody should be able to find Simple Green or Grease Lightning yeah, or something. So like that. So you're
1: saying. Clean it often.
0: Clean it often. Yeah. Clean often. That's how you keep it clean.
1: And grease, um, a citrus cleaner will help. Citrus with grease. cleaner,
0: non toxic, safe. You could even use it. I don't know if you can use it a mouthwash or not. <laughs> 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 um,
1: Edward asks about chuck roast. Yes. He says he can get juicy chicken, turkey, steak, pork, even brisket. But when it comes to making chuck roast, it comes out dry and chewy.
0: I'm going to tell you, you're overcooking it then because you get chuck roast, put some smoke on it for about a couple hours. Don't take long. Put it in a pan. This is the Mississippi version. Yeah. Stick of butter. Packet of ranch. Packet of au jus. Four or five peppercini peppers. <laughs> cover that dude up. Cook it till it's about 205, 208 internal, and it'll be the best chuck roast you ever ate in your life.
1: But it's pulling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's want to do with it, ain't it? I mean, I assume that's what he's eating with chuck roast. It's
1: what if he be. just wants to smoke it and slice it?
0: Uh, you ain't gonna cook chuck roast. <laughs> 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 I mean you can do the whole like you'd have to get like the whole primal, like the chuck eye you know, that they cut those
1: yeah,
0: yeah. chuck roast. but I'm assuming he's talking like a, you know, one half, two inch piece of chuck
1: roast.
0: Yeah. probably just overcooking it. I mean you gotta it's gotta break down. It's gotta be braised, but then it you know, it's also
1: But you could so you're saying put it on the smoker, get a little colour.
0: Get some smoke and color on it. A couple it. hours, Then braise right? it. Then get it covered then up with some it. liquid. You can use whatever you want. Trust me. Stick of butter, pack of the ranch, pack of the au jus, pepperoncini peppers is where it's, it's at. It's
1: very good. And you made a sandwich out of it. Yeah. Go a check that people, video out. Yeah. It's it one is, of the better videos. Is, I got here. one thawing
0: in the – I had to make some room in my freezer yesterday because the fundraising cookie dough came in that we got to deliver <laughs> now. It so I'm sitting there and it's like, where am I going to put this? And my freezer's packed. I can't, you know. I got the turkeys up, crammed off in there. I got I got I got to do some cooking, and so I saw these chuck roasts, and this is like I they were nice
1: yeah, were, were they CAB or were I they? I think
0: they were from Super Low CABs. Yeah. I'd split them up and put them in there. So I got to cook this. I pulled out some ground beef, pulled out some deer meat. So I got to do some cooking now. So
1: with chuck roast, I'm doing that butter. That's ranch, exactly what you're doing. Jus, Can we do the virginis, sandwiches?
0: Sandwiches. <laughs> They're so good. You
1: get a little. What you did? You use provolone or something? You can yeah, use anything? Use,
0: yeah, provolone's you good. You
1: could use though. white American, or I think you might have used white American. You could you use jack.
0: Pepper S- jack would be a good choice. That's what we might do this weekend. Spice it up a little. We'll make senor. Senor Mississippi pot roast sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. That's what Huey's does. Yeah. They call it the senor Huey. They go all out. They add pepper jack cheese to their
1: hamburger. <laughs> they just swap pepper, the the American for yeah. pepper jack. That's what makes it seem Yeah. Good. And if you want to add jalapenos, it's extra. Can really? I add jalapenos to my senor? Sure. 75 cents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're good, though. I had um,
0: the A1 burger there last night. It was really good. I had the
1: senor. <laughs> um, Sam asks, on your commercial pit, why do you choose Old Hickory over other Other uh, commercial pits like Southern Prides or Heartland or Cookshot,
0: because you can go to just about any supply store and get a part for the Old Hickory. They make them to where if something breaks on them, you're not going to be out of service on them. You can go somewhere and get that same. They're not like a lot of those use custom parts that you. That's their whole thing. It's like
1: having a Mercedes. Yeah, what is it? BMW or something? You got to buy from them. That's
0: what a lot, several of those companies do. That Old Hickory does not. You can go to a Granger or, you know, any of these parts stores and say, hey, I need the fan or I need this bolt or whatever. And they got it. You're back in business. So you're not waiting on somebody to ship you something or overpaying for a part that you can get for a cheaper price. That's why I choose O'Hickory. And their customer service is awesome. And they will tell you that. They're not going to try to sell you those parts if you can find them locally.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's why I think they're
1: the best. And it's a great pit.
0: And it is a great pit. They don't break down a lot. But when they do, it's easy to fix them. And they got a network of people that will help you fix them, too. That's, I mean.
1: Yeah, that's true. I never knew that about all hickory, but that's a good, very yeah, good reason. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. I mean, it's that's why I'll never own of one of those cars way. that you can only take it to that particular dealer. Um, When are you going to do your own cured bacon, Daryl asked. Mm, you know, I do have
0: a pork belly in the freezer. I need to do some <laughs> I've done it before and
1: It was a long time ago.
0: It's good. I will say it's good. It takes seven days, then you gotta smoke it. And it's so easy to go buy some <laughs> delicious Wright's brand bacon <laughs> from the grocery store. Yeah. That is awesome. I don't know if I can make it as good as rights. I can make it pretty good. But is as good as rights? And they already got it sliced. And really when you I don't have a good slicer, so that's you- where my fall short. If I had me a good slosher, I can smoke it. But
1: and when you ta- take into consideration the cost of the pork belly, the cure, yeah. the process, definitely. I can go.
0: Yeah, I can go buy that. Let Mister Wright do it. <laughs> do it right. Do it right. <laughs> if you never had Wright's brand bacon, man.
1: This is this one is more for shell. But oh. what if mayo got discontinued and you had to pick another favorite condiment?
0: Uh, she knows how to make mayo. <laughs> There's no <laughs> discontinuing that. You mean if chickens quit laying eggs and we ain't got no oil? <laughs> I didn't
1: even think about that, but I do know. Homemade mayo. When I first met like you,
0: you were making a ton of mayo. I was like, what are you? Because I didn't really eat that much mayo. <laughs> you are making homemade mayo? Well,
1: homemade mayo and homemade Parmesan cheese. That's why you Is Yeah. It's like the the best piment and cheese is if you can home make your own mayo.
0: What is it? Is it oil, it's vinegar? Like a, pretty much. Eggs? It's, egg. it's like egg whole, yolk. Just the yolk.
1: Who's the white?
0: It can't be the white. It
1: has to be the yolk. Yeah. You take the yolks. Put a little um vinegar.
0: I remember you used to do it. I don't remember yeah. now. It's a, something. It's my Seasons. my thing with it was it's just the fat it's not yeah. cooked.
1: Oh, it's not like a shelf stable meal. Yeah, you better eat it within three to four days.
0: What, what, keep in the refrigerator?
1: Yeah, for three to four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But like a shelf stay. <laughs> what? Three to
0: four days. <laughs> so what you're telling me is I may end up with a little bit of irregularity. <laughs> <I eat> this. <laughs> right?
1: It's not like a shelf stable mayo, no. Yeah, I guess not.
0: <laughs> Are eggs shelf stable?
1: Not after they've been cracked. Not after you crack them? <laughs> <laughs> and separated them. Yeah. Um. They're not gonna discontinue mayo. You're <laughs> <We're, we're laughs> gonna talk about fighting for freedom. <laughs>
0: we're gonna have a brave heart moment here. All these Mayo lovers gonna unite. <laughs> rise up <laughs> You're damn right.
1: <laughs> That's something to get upset about. <laughs> you can take our money, you can't take our mayo. <laughs> How would you rate the more affordable pellet grills out, out there? Oh, that's a they good put one. a They put a big list. Some of them. Do you know what a Z grill is? Have you ever heard of Z grill? Yeah, heard. it's a,
0: one of the biggest knockoffs out there. Oh, really? Well, not rated very high. Uh, what, what, they, so the what, list
1: was Traeger, Z grill, Pit Boss, Camp Chef, Weber, Rack Tech, and Green Mountain.
0: So we're talking economical versions. Yeah, but they, they forgot left, about the Gorilla. That's what I was facing to say. They left the most important one, the one I recommend off that list, is the grilla. Is it'll out cook. You know, for that price, at that price point, it's a cooking machine. Well, um, they are. A them, direct. I've never used, and I've used the higher end Traegers, but I don't know. I've never really used the lower end Tragers. Yeah,
1: Traeger, The only ones I've ever used were super nice. Yeah, we never used a Trager years ago. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, I, really can't speak to the those. Uh, I would call them entry level models, yeah. But I have used the entry level Grilla, and it's a beast. It really is. It's a cooking machine.
1: Well, the reason they keep their prices down is because they go straight B to C. They they yeah they don't have they a distribution. Don't, yeah, yeah, they don't have any distribution network. You go to Grilla's website, you buy it, they ship it to you.
0: And shipping's free on them. I think you can get one for about seven bucks, something like that. So mm-hmm. that's pretty damn cheap. Now, anything less than that, I mean, you're getting what you pay for in those. They're all gonna cook about the same. I mean, from my from what I've, you know, heard and seen. If you're yeah. if you're paying three or four hundred dollars for a pellet grill, you're gonna have problems out of it. Oh, yeah. It might work for a little while, but is it gonna last? Probably not. Is so, the Weber
1: pellet grill an entry level?
0: Or uh, do they have
1: it priced at an entry level?
0: No. I, I don't think, think so. so. It's probably one of the higher priced out of yeah. those. Um
1: we have a rectech yeah. in the box. We've never, I've
0: never cooked on I mean, I hear decent stuff about Rectech. I don't think, you know, there's if you rank those, just put Z-Grill at the end because it's just a straight knockoff.
1: Knockoff of what?
0: That style. I mean, the, the original style is probably Traeger's style, but then, you know, you've got Gorillas and green mountains and all you know, Louisiana grills, and all, you know, the rec tech, all those are just kind of uh, adaptations of that original yeah. Traeger style and they all have their different little features and stuff, but, um, you know, they all cook about the same too. If until was, you get up into the until you get up to over spending a, <clears throat> your budget's over a thousand dollars, you're not going to see much of a difference in them. But then when you start getting into your Yoder's, your you know um, the
1: higher end yeah,
0: the Memphis Grills, the higher end Tragers, the
1: Memphis Grills is super um, high, the yeah.
0: Max. There's you know there's a lot of those that are just set themselves apart. It's like these Traeger Timberlines. They they're they're completely set apart from those those lower end grills. There's not even in the same thing, if I even though it's got the same name. And when you cook on one of those, it's like wow, you just really see how a pellet grill cooks.
1: If I was going pick- to and the
0: FECs, the cook shacks, those sure. are I mean, those are awesome pellet grills.
1: I never used that, but if I was going to pick any pellet grill, it would be a Traeger Timberline. The Timberline, yeah.
0: That's I mean, that Timberline 850. I love it. That's
1: a beast. <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
0: If I was going to buy one less than $1,000, I would buy the Grilla. If I'm going to spend more than $1,000, I'm going to go ahead and step up and buy the Timberline. If I want to spend over $4,000, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to buy the Memphis. Yeah. But that's just because if you want And
1: stainless. the
0: Yoders are in there, too. And the Yoders yeah. are in there, too. But, see, that's – and in and my, and my reason – what gets me to Yoder is if I'm going to move that Grilla around a lot, I'm going to put it on a trailer, I'm going to haul it around, I'm only going Yoder. Cause I don't know if the rest of them can stand up to constantly going down the road, but the Yoders are built like a stick burner pit. So that's what you gain in that is quality of the build. Do they cook? Do the Yoders cook any better than the others? I wouldn't say they cook any better, but they definitely, you could probably run over one or drop it off a you know, ramp or something and ain't gonna hurt it as much. Um. But they're expensive too.
1: Which ones? What are we talking about? The odor. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I mean, looking at my notes. Yeah. Um. One more question. Heck yeah. We got time for one more. We
0: got we got all day but it's only been forty five minutes, I
1: think. Um. Yeah, but the retail's fixing to open. Oh we yeah, can we I got retail open, open
0: in fifteen minutes. We <laughs> got to get out there and clean the glass.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, so when you're monitoring temps, this is from Bill. He wants to know is the best method using. The temperature gauge on the smoker, or using something to get the great temp, because you're gonna have two different readings. Yeah, I mean, they're not gonna be the same readings. I think that's a common misconception too.
0: I think it is too. I, I mean, I don't get caught up in it. I know that when I get whatever cooker I'm cooking on, if I say cook at 250, it's gonna be around about that inside that cooker. You know, most places. Is there going to be hot spots? Is there going to be cool spots? Always. You know, and I know that if I'm cooking um, on my old hickory, it's, you know, probably the the most expensive pit that, that I own. Well, you know, that I cut in my backyard. If I cook right up on the door on the top rack, that and my dial is set at 225, I'm probably 250 up there because of the way the air flows. And so <clears throat> don't get caught up. On what the dial says or what the great temp is, just have a, have an idea. And cook by first color, and when it starts getting there, cook by internal temperature. That's the best advice you can have.
1: But and if you don't...
0: If you're one of those people that's got to have a dial, the like best, best thing is take that <laughs> dial out, learn how to run your fire, see how long, get, work your times out, and go off that.
1: But there's a big difference between cooking at 200 and 600. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, but you're not going to cook at 600, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, you're cooking if you cook at 600, something's done. what you're done, doing. That's why they I put might, dials on there. I
1: might go out there and fire it up and be like. Uh,
0: but you, So you want to say, I'm going to try to get 350, to 300. I think you're,
1: you're um taking I get that. for granted your experience.
0: Yeah. Don't build a big fire
1: for one. <laughs> you know? don't,
0: it's all about learning, and that's why I say learn your pit. you got to learn it. You gotta go out there and play with it. You gotta put temperatures on it. See what the dial temp is, see what the grate temp is. But don't get caught up on it's gotta be this, it's gotta be that. That's where a lot of people say, Oh, if we're not within five degrees, I mean it's wrong, it's yeah. not working right. That's not necessarily true because this is um, it's not a sprint, you know? When you're cooking barbecue, to me, it's it's meat uh rendering down, cooking out, you know, some of that moisture. Getting a good color on it over time. It's not about, um, you know, oh, I've got to have it at this temperature. And it's got to be a certain internal. It's more of an Four art. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta go. You gotta be able to go by feel and go by adjust it and relax and not get caught up in the differences on my dial versus my great. You just know there's one. Yeah. No secondhand. know there's one. And if you're getting it behind and you need to speed something up, move it to a little bit warmer spot. You know, if, if it looks like it's cooking too much, move it over to where it's a little bit cooler or shielded or something. And just start learning to cook by feel and how it's turning out. That's that's the best way.
1: So use the temperatures like your pit temp more as a guide. Or than recommendation. A, yeah. Than, than a fact. Than a um,
0: staunch law.
1: Yeah, it's like not enough. it's an got oven. to be
0: that. I, yeah. I, people, you know, I see that all the time with pellet grills. People get, people get so caught up on a pellet grill. Oh, I've got it set at 250. And it's going to two seventy five and it's you no, know, it's only going it's going all the way down far as low as two thirty-five. The worst thing they could have done with pellet grills is to put that <laughs> digital dial on there where you could see it. <laughs> they have
1: to put a dial.
0: Yeah, but it used to be smoke <laughs> or grill yeah. or something like that. You know, it was a dial. And so you didn't know what the temps really were. And food turned out great. But now people can watch it. And so the way a pellet grill really works, if you don't know this, they're supposed to swing a little because that's how the thermostat tells it to put more pellets in there or drop them. And so, it, you know, it drops pellets, tells it to stop. It burns those The temps rise as it falls back below a threshold, it drops more. And so you're getting flavor out of that swing. So when you start buying these pits that have better controllers or, you know, they, they've got all this technology built into them to stop that swing for people watching the numbers, they've, they're putting, they're taking the flavor out of it. So you really need, that up, up and, and down, down to get authentic barbecue flavor. If you don't, it's, you're cooking in an oven. You I mean, could it, argue
1: that even your oven, your I guarantee you, pits have the swing. Yeah, you they do. You just don't realize it. Oh, yeah.
0: Bunjambo or, or the, these outlaw pits we're cooking on. Yeah. They're not the same from one end to the other. I mean, always,
1: you know. Yeah, but you put on a, a stick, it burns yeah, hot. Yeah, it burns it hot and it, drops, it those down, drops down low. Well, and on right. another one. And you are keeping pretty much a steady, you know, if you were just to track the, average yeah the average the yeah that's right yeah
0: i mean that, and that's why they all work now even your home oven you can it's different on different racks oh yeah there. definitely so i mean you know from baking pies or whatever yeah stuff cooks faster towards the bottom yep. where the heating element is
1: And i know where i can move stuff and
0: so they added convection which is supposed but, to blend out the air and make it different even but all that ends up doing is making stuff cook faster yeah i mean it really does because you got the air moving then and some, you know, some grills, like my old hickory's got convection. It moves a ton of air. Yeah. But it's still different from rack to rack, too, but it's still moving a lot of air. So I think it, it just goes down to figure out what pit you're cooking on and then learn cook how to cook on it. Yeah,
1: cook on it and cook on it. Throw some chickens on there. Yeah,
0: if you want <laughs> to cook you low and slow, you know, cook, you know, cook some stuff low and slow. Then raise the fire up, cook some stuff hot and fast. Play with it. Spend some time with it. And I promise you, you'll get better and you'll have better results.
1: Yeah. And you'll enjoy it more.
0: And you'll enjoy it. And don't get caught up in the numbers. Um, Leave those to the mathematician, (laughs) scientist.
1: You know, so we're we're selling Traeger grills in the new retail spot. And um, the Traeger assembly instructions um, is like step one, do this. Step three, do this. Step four, do this. And then like step five is like drink a beer. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So basically by the time you get your grill put together, you've had a six pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that yeah, too. Yeah, I thought that was cute.
0: That's what uh, we had Mikey back there putting some together and he's like, Man, I won't be too drunk. To finish this. Every <laughs> if I drink all these beers, it tells me he was like six grills to put together. <laughs> I was like, No, that's just a suggestion. Maybe they meant root beer.
1: <laughs> um and Mark had a good idea because they put a, a Traeger uh a screwdriver screwdriver in every box, you know, and it's a pretty decent screwdriver. Um he was like, We we can just keep using the same screw screwdriver and sell the other ones for like a dollar a piece up front. It's <laughs> like, yeah. It's
0: an accessory.
1: Yeah. Somebody can get it and use it.
0: Is it but is it key to just those? No, it's like a belt fed. Oh, okay.
1: Or plus, or plus yeah. That. <laughs> That's right, right. Um You're right.
0: Look at you tooling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you have coming up, Milk? Um I know two things you have coming up.
0: Youth season. I'm taking Michael hunting. Hopefully, hopefully in the morning. It opens tomorrow, but he's got a football game, and we got to open the store at nine. Uh, still, may go hunting.
1: Though. You might could go hunting in the afternoon after his game.
0: That'd be too late then. Oh, okay, got to be out
1: there before that.
0: Yeah, his game's not till like one.
1: Yeah, I think it's two actually.
0: Yeah, it's too late. But maybe we'll go Sunday. That's what I got coming up. The next week, I've got to get Hog Pit ready to go because we're cooking hog over Bahia. What are you cooking this uh, hog on? On uh, Big
1: Betty. Yeah. That
0: old old Betty. Old Betty.
1: Is she cleaned up, ready to go?
0: Probably not. <laughs> she's been sitting there, <laughs> been neglected. She's got new. She's got new uh, wheels on her. But she ain't had a fire in her a while. We're going to render some hog down inside it and get her, get her going good. I miss cooking on that pit. That's a good pit. Built well.
1: Yeah, it's a water cooker, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's, a, it's kind of a clone off of a backwoods whole hog, but the original, the whole hog, not the competition hog that people are used to seeing. It's the big tall
1: one. But it was a homemade big pit.
0: Yeah, that was a... a Chris Birmingham Design, because it used to be his pit and trailer. We, we got it from him years ago. He gave us a lesson on hog cooking and sold us that trailer, and off we went. We called it Around Pretty Good.
1: Didn't Jack Woods build that trailer? No. Build the pit? He didn't?
0: No. Uh, I think Neighborhood built that one or whatever they call it. <laughs> okay. Some dude lived over the fence from them. So. <laughs> they have these names for people. That was Neighborhood. He built that one. <laughs> Don't ask me. I guess he (laughs) lived in the neighborhood. So hunting
1: and hog cooking. Uh, Hunting
0: and hog cooking, and I can't wait because that's my favorite time of the year. Really,
1: I know it's been. It's actually
0: yeah, but it warmed back up. Mm -hmm. I got almost back to eighty yesterday, and I looked this weekend. I said, it's one thing I'm not. uh, I really want to go hunting and take Michael hunting, but it's going to be like seventy eight degrees." Oh, really? So that means mosquitoes. Maybe though. Yeah, but wasp. They officially died out when I went dormant. So in our, where we hunt, there's a lot of wasps. It's be it's gonna be fun though. will take me some spray and get after it. Hopefully, put Michael on the deer.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Um.
0: Then i got. They don't have some of recipes. I got some in the freezer. I really. Need. I've got so many recipes I need to do this winter. So it's, it's gonna affect my hunt. I'm afraid. But <laughs>
1: get up on the mic.
0: I'm trying. Um, I'm talking low, I guess I'm, I'm, yeah. These are just my thoughts rambling through my head I'm not trying to spit them out but.
1: Well, that's when it's time to wrap it up <laughs> That's when it's time <laughs> to wrap it up Yeah,
0: <laughs> I gotta open this door Let me get out there Get my sign, get my twirling gear on So I can go out there and drum some business up <laughs> for us
1: We gotta get a pig suit <laughs> I know, I love that idea Yeah, They were talking about it yesterday Getting Michael to dress up in a little pig suit Putting him
0: out there with yeah. his uh, you know, yeah. like the, the sign guys, they twirl them and it's the big arrow yep. or whatever. We're going to make one of a slab of ribs. <laughs> and he just twirls. <laughs> he twirls
1: a slab of ribs. I don't want anybody thinking we got ribs up in here. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, that's true, too. <laughs> Maybe he needs a bottle of sauce. Yeah, that's a bottle needs. of sauce. He
1: needs a big bottle of sauce. a spinner. Or something where you pour a bottle of sauce onto some ribs.
0: If we can get some more <laughs> kids, we can have a, a cow, a chicken, <laughs> and a pig, have them on the new sidewalk. <laughs> And then we can make them race every so many hours. I'm liking this
1: idea, putting them kids to work. Put
0: them kids to work, teaching them some work <laughs> ethic. Well, Shell, uh, where can they find us?
1: If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram.
0: And you can find us at 496 Whitfield Drive in Hernando, Mississippi. We are open, home of Malcolm's shop. And well, before I forget, I did do Greg Rippy show last week. So if anybody was interested, it's a podcast kind of like this where I go on there once a month. It was uh, last Tuesday. What y'all talked so about last Tuesday? We talked about uh, the what, how, what it took to open this, or you know, opening this retail shop. We talked <laughs> about the same stuff we talked about. Yeah. Just whatever you wanted to. Greg, Greg's a little, uh, usually more structured.
1: Than we are. But, but
0: when I come on there, it just turns into talking like this.
1: <laughs> so, I'm not a good structured guy, you know.
0: <laughs> we mean well, but it just goes wherever it goes. Hey, that's
1: so. what I do. I just have a few points. and
0: Yeah, I like it. I like that. I don't see the notes or the questions yeah. or anything, and we just come on here and hang out.
1: I basically just kind of create some parameters.
0: You tell yeah and it, let you go. And then you mean I mean don't
1: that don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> Get on the I microphone. Like
0: but see, that's your production hat. You're yeah. thinking you're not you're not thinking co-host on that side. You're thinking of what this is gonna look like at the end. And I'm never I'm saying, so, ah, this is me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's been fun, y'all. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us once again. And we'll be back next week. We gone. We gone. Oh.
1: Uh. We gone, we gone, we gone, we
0: gone, we gone. Was that all the questions?
1: No. There's still more. Oh, yeah, there's a lot more.